Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. is Wednesday, September 16th, 2020, 6.33 p.m. Eastern Time, and welcome to episode number 220 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS, Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about everything going on here in the world of music, movies, TV, <clears throat> and also so much more. Of course, also, of course, we will be bringing you our some rest, some uh, pop culture news reviews, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania. What is going on there? Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you some uh, pop culture history and history from the world, of course, of music, movies, TV, and sports. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get you. We'll get you, of course, prepped for everything going on here in the world of world of wrestling coming up here with our other shows later in the evening by providing some wrestling news tidbits here, courtesy also of 411mania.com. If you care to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening on Outside the Ropes, episode 220, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141-387-POUND, and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we are going to be talking about here within the next hour. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go into 6.34 p.m., like we said, on Wednesday, September 16th, 2020. Let us proceed, of course, to 411mania.com to provide you with some, of course, of the latest pop culture news reviews happenings right now at this time. And, of course, as always, we want to thank... <clears throat> We want to thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows 
In addition to Outside the Ropes, of course, that does also include Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Power Hour, and also WSWS This Morning, among some of our other programs. Let's go ahead here as we start off. Of course, as we've talked about here in the past, the last James Bond movie, of course, that will feature Daniel Craig as 007. Uh, we have, of course, another uh, another another story, of course, uh, coming in for that, and let's hope we can get that. Uh... There we go. Okay, and of course, we do think we do thank Jeffrey Harris for the story, as also a video talking about the movie No Time to Die. Introduces Rami Malik as, of course, the villain Sapin, and also a new poster has been released for, of course, the movie. Let's go ahead and bring this to your attention. United Artists has released a new behind-the-scenes featurette for the movie No Time to Die, introducing Rami Malik as the film's new villain Sapin. Also, a new poster image showing James Bond in action was also released today. Of course. You can check out the video and the new image of the poster, of course, on this page. If you want to go back and take a look at it. The film is currently scheduled to open in theaters on November 20th in the U.S. and November 12th in the U.K. It does star Daniel Craig as James Bond, also Rami Malek, Leia Sado, <coughs> uh, also, of course, uh, let's see, um, uh, Lynch, I, I believe is. Uh, Lynch, De, let's see, uh, DeArmas, Ben Wishaw, Naomi Harris, Jeffrey Wright, Christoph Waltz, and Ray Fine is directed by Carrie Jo Fukunaga. The plot synopsis reads as follows. In No Time to Die, Bond has left active service and is enjoying a tranquil life in Jamaica. His piece is short-lived when his old friend Felix Leiter from the CIA turns up asking for help. The mission to rescue a kidnapped scientist turns out to be far more treacherous than expected. Lean Bond onto the trail of, the, of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. And of course, <clears throat> on the Twitter, of course, James Bond Twitter handle today, the mission that changes everything, the new poster for hashtag no time to die is here in cinemas, of course, this November. So we, of course, we will be definitely looking forward to, uh, we'll definitely be looking forward to seeing that, obviously, of course. Let's go. Let's go. Check out our next story right here. Hope it likes it. We can get it. Uh, we can get it going here. Just give us just a few moments here, folks. All right, here we go. Okay. As you know, they've been talking about a sequel to, of course, the, to to the movie Shazam. Um, So let's see if we can just, let's see, of course, if Jeremy Thomas posted, actually posted this story yesterday, but we'll go ahead and read this. Shazam! Fury of the Gods director teases a surprising villain and more of the Shazam! family. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be right back.
Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen, but we're back on here now. Had to take care of a couple pieces of business. As we were saying, Jeremy Thomas posted a story yesterday as the director of the upcoming Shazam Fury of the Gods teases a surprising villain and also more of the Shazam family. When Shazam Fury of the Gods blasts off in a couple of years, it will feature a new villain and more scenes of the Shazam family, according to David Sandberg. Sandberg spoke at DC Fandom over the weekend per comicbook.com about the sequel to last year's Shazam. And while played while, play coy about some things, he did tease a few bits of news. He said, I can't really talk about villains or a villain, but I think a lot of people will be surprised. It's going to be a little unexpected. That could mean that Mr. Mind, M-I-N-D, who appeared in the post-credit scene of the first, won't be a major role or will only be one of several. Several. Sandberg also said that we'll see more of the Shazam family who came into their powers at the end of the first film. Now they're all superheroes. They're all a family with superpowers, he said. And now we finally get to see that. We only got a glimpse of that in the first movie. So that's something to look forward to. Shazam! Fury of the Gods will be directed and written by Sandberg and sees Zachary Levi return in the role of Shazam. It's currently set for release on November 4th, 2000. And 22. So we'll have to wait a little bit longer for the new Shazam movie, but I think based upon what, what we've heard right here, I think it will be a. I think it will be, of course, a very unique, unique movie right there. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, my humblest apologies here. Apparently, uh, uh, it might be a w another weather-related situation here. I don't know, but, uh, but we are having a little bit of difficulty here trying to reestablish uh, trying to get forlomania.com back up and running. Uh, it's one of those cases where, okay, I think, I think we're, I think it's, okay, here we go. Now we're back up. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Also, Jeremy Thomas posted a story, posted this yesterday as new set photos from the team, from the new Marvel TV show, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, reveal a villainous return. New set picks are online for the MCU Disney Plus series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and they re reveal the return of a villain from a previous film. Production is ongoing in Atlanta for the series, with picks from Just Jared have revealed that UFC alumnus George St. Pierre is back in his role as as Batrick. St. Pierre played Batrick in the opening scene of Captain America, the Winter Soldier. In the comics, Batrick is often known as Batrock the Leaper, also known as the French French national Batrock Le Sauteur. A mercenary with enormous combat skills, he was, he was bested by Steve Rogers and Black Widow in the 2014 film. 
The series is written by Derek Kostad, who wrote John Wick. It stars Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Emily Van Camp, Daniel Brühl, and St. Pierre reprising their roles as, of course, as Sam Wilson, Bucky Barnes, Sharon Carter, Agent 13, Helmut Zemo, and Batrock, of course, uh, respectively. New to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which series are uh, Russell as uh, U.S. Agent, along with Miki Ishikawa, Desmond Chim, Carl Lumbly, and Noah Mills. Plot details are still under wraps for the series, which is expected but not confirmed to premiere next year. Uh, JustJared.com posted this on Monday on Twitter, said Emily Van Camp and George St. Pierre are back on the set of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. After the p- pandemic lockdown prevented filming for months, there is, of course, the new set picks. On, of course, a link on here if you want to, of course, check out that. Uh, you want to check that out. So, but of course, like I said, this pan- the pandemic has really kind of affected a lot of. Uh, has really affected a lot of the uh, a lot of big time. Uh, production for a lot of TV shows and movies that are scheduled to come out. Of course, obviously, the number one, right, number one movie that's affected more than anything is the new Wonder Woman movie, 1984, uh, which they've been moving it about probably three or four different times. And I know for a fact that now they have officially have officially decreed that that's that that movie now will be coming out on Christmas Day. It's supposed to be released to theaters on Christmas Day, so that's. I know. I mean, like I said, this pandemic has really done a number on a lot of things. So, so ladies and gentlemen, I just pre- I'm sure everyone knows that that's pretty much that's all that is to blame right now at this point is of course the pandemic, for so much of so for so much of this of course going on here, uh, right now even as we speak. Okay, here we go. Now, now we. Uh... Okay, let's see here. We have finally also, ladies and gentlemen, for those who are, who are fans, of course, of the new Star Star Wars series, The Mandalorian, uh, that the that that trailer has been has finally arrived for the second season. Now we've often heard we've heard some pretty interesting surprises about this already. Uh, let's go ahead and see what this is. Jeffrey Harris posted this story yesterday here as well. <clears throat> this is the this is the way, or rather, this is the trailer. You can all stop wondering, debating about when the trailer for the Mandalorian season two is going to debut online, because it's finally here. Disney and Lucasfilm dropped a new trailer yesterday for the high-anticipated second season for the live-action Episodic Star Wars TV series. Of course, you can view it right down here. Of course, if uh, you can, uh, <clears throat> you can of course check it out here as well. Uh, some new key art was also released by Disney yesterday, which also you can check out. In season two, the Mandalorian and the child will continue their journey, facing enemies and allies as they try to make their way through the galaxy in a tumultuous era following the collapse of the Galactic Empire. 
Unfortunately, if you were hoping for some very juicy reveals in this trailer in the way of Boba Fett or a host of Tanya, who have previously been reported to be appearing this season, they did not appear to be in the new video. However, there does appear to be a snippet of WWE superstar Sasha Banks, who actually makes a brief appearance in the trailer. The series stars Pedro Pascal, Gina Carreno, Carl Weathers, and Gina Carlo Esposito. Directors for season two include John Favreau, Dave Filoni, Bryce Dallas Howard, Rick Famuwaya, Carl Weathers himself, Peyton Reed, and Robert Rodriguez. Showrunner John Favreau serves as an executive producer along with Dave Filoni, Kathleen Kennedy, and Colin Wilson, with Karen Gilchrist serving as co-executive producer. The new season of The Mandalorian premieres Friday, October the 30th on Disney+. Poster looks pretty good. Uh, the poster's looking pretty good here, so if, uh, if like I said, if uh, that's something that you want to check out here, definitely do so because it's uh, it's it's very uh, it's, it's very unique there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see here. We have any other stories, of course, going on here in in the pop culture scene. Uh, let's see here. Several of that. May have probably come out yesterday here. Uh, that's all. That's that's all. Well, wait a minute. We do have one more that was reported yesterday. I have, I have, of course. Um, uh, of course. Well, we hope to, of course, uh, share another this other story with you. But apparently, like I said, we're uh, we are we are we do have an overcast, of course, over WWSHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. So that may be kind of affecting our signal with the as far as the internet is concerned. Uh, so. Okay, but we may be getting it back now. So, so ladies and gentlemen, my, my humblest apologies for us for us for it taking a little bit longer than uh, than expected here. Okay, and of course, it's one of those situations, like we said, that it says that we don't have the internet yet for some odd reason. Uh, there's, there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with the internet. Okay, so my apologies there, but we're just going to have to use an alternative method here. See if we have anything else that we can bring you here. Uh, we're going to be able to bring you something else, but apparently 
doesn't look like right now we're going to be able to bring. Okay, wait a minute. We may we may have we may have fun. Okay, well, okay, well, we'll keep this on standby just in case. I think we're regaining it back on the main computer here. Uh, Joseph Lee posted this story here uh, back on Monday, as apparently Jonathan actor Jonathan Majors is set to play Kang the the Conqueror in Ant Man Three. Messing with travel has dangerous consequences, which Scott Lang may soon find out the hard way. Deadline reports that Marvel villain Kane will make his Marvel Cinematic Universe debut in Ant-Man 3, played by Lovecraft Country's Jonathan Majors. While there could be a twist in how Kane is portrayed, sources indicate that he is most likely to be the villain of the film. The third entry in the series will be directed by Peyton Reed, from a script by Jeff Loveness, Kevin Feig will produce. Kang is a time-traveling Nathaniel Richards who has clashed with the Avengers multiple times as well as heroes like the Fantastic Four and Black Bolt. At one point, he died, but due to his time-traveling, he had created multiple alternate versions of himself. One of those was used in the iconic crossover event, Secret Wars. So... So, there, so apparently there you have it right there, folks. Uh, and that's, that's, there you have it for as far as, of course, any, <clears throat> any of course, all pop culture. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's see if we can go ahead and go into 6.53 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, on uh, Wednesday, September 16, 2020, episode 220 of Outside the Ropes, 1605-562-0444, caller ID 141387-pound. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here, as of course we get, as of course the rest of the panel, way too, too, way too tough to handle, get, or is of course uh, settling back here to... Uh, is of course settling back here to of course uh, enjoy obviously NXT and AEW uh, tonight, and of course there'll be a whole lot of discussion on that coming up here in a little while here, and we'll discuss that here momentarily. Well, we get, of course, our, our pop culture history report uh, prepped here. I will go ahead and remind you once again at 8, at 8 o'clock here this evening, ladies and gentlemen, coming up here in about a little more than an hour. Uh, don't forget, of course, WWS Wrestling Debate, 139-926-pound. As to lose Cannon, Shaquille Cole, Cephas, and the rest of the NWO of Madness Kingdom, we'll be, of course, talking about all the wrestling issues of the day. Also, of course, talking about what's, what's been going on here just in the beginnings here with both AEW and NXT. And, and of course, all other wrestling since of the day, they'll definitely go down on the table. 
So be sure to listen in to Wrestling Debate coming up here at 8 o'clock, 139-925 pound, excuse me, 139-925 pound. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, of course, uh, later this evening at 9 o'clock, episode 887 of Revolution. I'll be back on there, of course, to bring you, of course, your wrestling news and views. Also, of course, your history will bring your history and birthdays, as well as, of course, we'll get you the official results for both AEW and NXT, plus some other, of course, interesting moments here. Of course, we'll definitely, of course, so be sure to listen in on that. 138055 pound coming up here a little bit. Coming up here, of course, a, <clears throat> a little bit later, a little bit later this this evening. Now let's see if we can go to. So give us just one second here, folks. Hopefully, of course, continue to. Uh... Okay, ladies and gentlemen, my apologies here for the, while we're trying to get everything, of course, here established. Okay, I think we've got it now, so let's go with this. Let's see here. As we will start with, as we of course start with, Okay, now let's start about that here, folks. We're just trying to get every, like I said, with, of course, the, our, our weather the way it is right here in North Carolina, it, it tends to kind of slow things down a little bit. So my humble apologies there. Now we go ahead and go to, of course, on this day here in, in movies and TV. Uh, let's go ahead and check this out. On this date in 1949, KABC-TV Channel 7 in Los Angeles, ABC affiliate, of course, begins broadcasting. 
In this day, 1953, the first movie in Cinemascope called The Robe, based on the book by Lloyd C. Douglas, directed by Henry Co Coster and starring Richard Burton and Gene Simmons, actually premieres. In this day, 1954, CKLW TV Channel 9 in Windsor, Ontario, uh, Canadian Broadcasting uh, CBC begins broadcasting. Begins uh, the CBC affiliate right there begins broadcasting. I'll say in 1961, WLKY TV Channel 32 in Louisville, Kentucky, and ABC affiliate begins broadcasting. I'll say in 1962, uh, public television channel 13 begins in New York City. I'll say in 1963, The Outer Limits premieres on ABC. Also in 1963, WVAN TV Channel 9 in Savannah, Georgia, PBS affiliate begins broadcasting. And also on this date here in 1964, Shindig premieres, the show Shindig premieres on ABC. Uh, some birthdays, of course, in the movie, in the, in the, in the uh, world of film and television. Amy Poehler, comedian Amy Poehler, turns 49. And Nick Jonas of the music group, the Jonas Brothers, turns 28. On this, some folks who, of course, have passed away. On this day in 1946, Mamie Smith, who was an American vaudeville singer, dancer, and actress, was in the was in was in the production Crazy Blues. Sadly, died at the age of 63. On this day in 1950, Pedro de Cordoba, an American actor who acted in Club Havana, Swamp Fire, and Saboteur, sadly dies at the age of 68. On this day in 1965, Fred Fred Quimby, who uh, was an American who was a film producer. Who actually, believe it or not, produced, if you remember, a lot of the old classic Tom and Jerry cartoons from back in the 30s and 40s and 50s, sadly dies of a heart attack at the age of 79. <clears throat> and I'll say in 1973, Frederick Meyer, who was an actor who acted in the who, 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 of course, was in the movie Fairway Hill, sadly dies at the age of 63. Weddings, of course, on this date, ladies and gentlemen. I'll say in 1936, actor Henry Fonda, who was, Fonda, who was 31 at the time. Weds socialite Francis Ford Seymour, who was 28 at the time, at Christ Church in New York City. On his day in 1967, actor Bob Denver, of course, remember from Gilligan's Island, who was 32 at the time, weds his second wife, Jean Weber. On his day in 1968, actress Sally Field weds Stephen Craig. Now let's go to the world of movies here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see what we have here, of course, on this date. <clears throat> on this date in 1948, the, the song Heaven on Earth, Earth opens at Century Theater, New York City for 12 performances. Uh, musical, I should say, yes. On this day, 19, also in 1948, Mr. Strauss goes to Boston, closes at Century New York City after 12 performances. On this day in 1966, Metropolitan Opera House opens in Lincoln Center, New York, with Leontine Price as Cleopatra and Anthony in Cleopatra by Samuel Barber. 1973, Desert Song closes production at Euros Theater, New York City, after 15 performances. 1974, Bob Dylan records the song Blood on records the album Blood on the Tracks. On this day in 1978, Grateful Dead performs in Cairo, in Egypt. Uh, on this day in 1988, Fish leaves the rock group Marmillion. And on this day in 1992, Les Miserables actually opens at Nuevo Apollo in Madrid, Spain. And some birthdays here. Uh, 
Of course, as we said, Nick Jonas turns 28 today. Uh, today, uh, let me see here. Sorry about that here, folks. Uh, <clears throat> on this day here, uh, let me see here. Uh, let's see. Would have been 95, 95 years old here today. Uh, legendary bluesman B.B. King, who had, of course, his guitar named Lucille. Also, of course, uh, we, we also lost, of course, Mary Travers. Uh, on the on on this date here, of course, air in two thousand nine, and also some more weddings here to talk about here. In nineteen eighty nine, singer Natalie Cole, of course, uh, uh, the daughter of the legendary Nat King Cole, marries record producer Andre Fisher. Nineteen ninety one, country singer Willie Nelson, who was fifty eight at the time, weds Andy Annie D'Angelo in Nashville, Tennessee. Also, 1993, singer Karen Akers, who was 48 at the time, weds businessman Kevin Powers, who was 41. On this day in 2006, blues guitarist Kenny Wayne Shepherd, who was 29 at the time, weds Mel Gibson's daughter Hannah Gibson at the altar at the Holy Family Church in Malibu. On this day in 2017, Welsh singer Charlotte Church, who was 31, marries musician Johnny Powell, who was 30 at the time in Cardiff, because that is in Wales. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we'll go see what we have here, of course, on this day here that took place, of course, here in sports. I know normally that we don't talk about sports as much on here with the fact that we have now a sports machine here in the radio network, but we still, we still kind of take the time to, to acknowledge some of the great accolades, of course, here as well. On this day in 1864, British Open men's golf, Presswick Golf Course, Tom Moore Sr. wins third title, beats fellow Scott Andrew Straith by two strokes. 1869, British Open men's golf, Presswick Golf Course. At just 18 years of age, Tom Morris Jr. retains his title, beats fellow Scott, Scott from Scotland, Bob Kirk, by 11 strokes. In 1885, Puritan from the United States. From the U.S. Be beats Janista from England in sixth round of the America's Cup. 1887, British Open men's golf, Presswood Golf Course. Willie Park Jr. wins two, first of two open titles by one stroke from fellow Scott Bob Martin. Uh, 1992, Amsterdam Swimming Club renamed the Y. Updated in 1906, Carlo Neiman wins first Finnish marathon, Finnish as in from Finland. 1922 on this date, U.S. National Championship Men's Tennis, Germantown Country Club, Philadelphia. Bill Tilden uh, wins third straight U.S. singles title, beats fellow American Bill Johnston, 4-6, 3-6, 6-2, 6-3, 6-4. 6-4. And on this date in 1926, the St. Louis Cardinals beats the Phillies, 23-3. Here are some birthdays, of course, here in the world of sports. Uh, Laker, le legendary basketball player Elgin Baylor turns 86 today. Uh, legendary tennis player Rosemary Casales turns 72. And, of course, uh, Tim Raines, of course, another great baseball uh, and baseball great Tim Raines turns 61. Uh, we lost on this day uh, Bob Cleary, I believe. Let's see. Uh, he was, he would have been about, let's see, um, 
about 88, 89 years old. So he was here. So he didn't quite make it to 90 years old there. And one wedding to report here, of course, in the world of sports since 1989. Tennis player Yvonne Lindo, who was 29 at the time, wed Samantha Frankel in Greenwich, Connecticut. So there you have it there in the world, of course, of, of, of course, film, TV, uh, music, and sports, of course, here in today's history, of course, September the 16th. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and get you up to date here with, uh, with, with five wrestling stories here before we cut out here for the night, for the night here. Of course, I'll be back on, as, as I said, I'll be back on a little bit later for, uh, 887 of WWS Revolution, <clears throat> but, but we're going to go ahead and get get you up to date here with some wrestling stories. Kind of wet your whistle here for wrestling debate and revolution coming up. Of course, wrestling debate coming up at, at eight o'clock, and also the revolution coming up at nine. So, give us one second here, folks. I'm going to try to get that pulled up here. Okay, I think we've got it up and running now. Okay, here we go. Uh, Joseph Lee posted this story today as AEW actually files for two new trademarks for for gaming purposes. Hmm, okay. Fightful reports that AEW filed for two new trademarks on September the 10th for All Elite Wrestling, Elite General Manager, and Elite GM. What's interesting about that is that the trademarks are for gaming purposes. AEW has been hinting at a possible video game for some time. So we'll, have to, we'll definitely, of course, have to watch out here at some point, but it does look like at some point down the road, AEW may be, of course, bringing us their their own, of course, uh, maybe seeing a, a AEW uh, wrestling game at some point down the road here. So uh, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, Joseph Lee also posted a story today as Andrew Yang believes that AEW has a different attitude with talent than that of WWE. Let's go ahead and bring that here. In an interview with Wrestling Incorporated, former presidential candidate Andrew Yang spoke about WWE's third-party policy and believes that AEW has a different attitude to talent than WWE. Here are some highlights. On AEW's video of talent, Mr. Yang says, I think AEW has been a leader in terms of being talent-friendly. You can see it with the fact that several wrestlers were in, integral to the formation of AEW. When I've talked to folks who work for AEW, they really like the fact that they can perform for other promotions, which, which obviously you know is not something that's happening in the WWE. So I don't think that AEW has a very – so I do think AEW has a very different attitude towards its talent, and AEW is an up-and-coming promotion that is doing the right thing 
uh, talent in part because they know that that's going to be a way that they can compete and be successful. WWE is in a very different position where, where they are as a quasi-monopoly. And they're plugging wrestlers into a machine that they feel like that they built. And they feel like that any wrestler is lucky to be there and they need to keep their mouth shut. Seems like a very different approach to talent because the companies are in very different places and have different cultures. On wrestlers joining SAG, and Mr. Yang says, I think that's one approach that could really work wonders. And if you were to ask professional wrestlers, how many of you would like to be a part of the Screen Actors Guild? I have a feeling that you'd see every single hand. <laughs> Excuse me. I have a feeling that you'd see every single hand go up because the Screen Actors Guild affords tremendous protections to other actors and actresses who are on screen every day and every week. The parallels are almost 100% where if you were a professional wrestler, you're in, in, inhabiting a character. You're given storylines and plots. In some cases, you're given actual lines. You rehearse and you perform in front of a televised audience, so they should be members of the Screen Actors Guild, and that would be transformative for the industry. Wrestling has been in the dark in terms of, being, of it being included in things like the Screen Actors Guild because of its roots. If you look up at the reality now, I mean, you're talking about hours and hours of scripted TV programming every week, and the wrestlers are the talent. So by so by right, they should be considered for SAG membership and all of its protections. On Vince McMahon getting away with how he treats his wrestlers, Mr. Yang had this to say. What I said in another conversation is that Vince has been getting away with exploitation of his performance for decades, and the bill is coming due. I plan on being one of the people that present him that bill and get and get some to pay it. So, so apparently, like I said, uh, so it looks like Vincent Manbear watches back there. Is what, what it sounds like. But very unique perspective here from uh, from uh, Mr. Yang, who of course uh, was that was of course was running for president here for a while. Uh, but uh, but it sounds like sounds like someone that definitely does make a whole lot of sense here. So, we'll, okay. My apologies here, ladies and gentlemen. We're just still having a little bit of difficulty here. Okay, okay. We're now we now we got it here. Okay. Yeah. Joseph Lee posted this story here today. Apparently, saying that Alistair Black has, has been quoted as saying that Kevin Owens is a member of the group Retribution. After Retribution made their presence known on Raw, it cost Alistair Black a win against Kevin Owens. Black says that Owens is a possible member of the group. He made the accusation during an appearance on Raw, Raw Talk via Wrestling Inc. He said, if those lights didn't, didn't flicker, if Retribution didn't get involved, I would have finished him in a, in a rivalry for good. Now I feel to get answers from Kevin because he made he because he maybe he just revealed something about himself. Maybe he's a part of Retribution. Retribution has been causing chaos for weeks, and then it just happened to show up where I nearly had Owens pinned. It is too much of a coincidence. I have to get answers, and I assure you, I will get. I'm going to get proof that Owens is a member of Retribution. I'll find out the truth sooner or later. And I'm going to find out and get that proof. If I have to, if I have to be the bad guy because of it, I'll take that gladly. Kevin is a fraud who hides behind his family as an excuse for everything. He did not show up on an episode of Raw due to 
due to which Mai was damaged by Seth Rollins and Murphy, and the WWE Universe forgives him and makes him out to be the bad guy for makes me out to be the bad guy for attacking him. If I jump into the fire for another man, I expect him to do the same for me. Of course, our next story here we have up here, folks. Of course, we're of course trying to get that pulled up here now. So give us, so give us just, so give us just like I said, one little second here. Jeffrey Harris posted a story today. Of course, Booker T has been is, uh, was interviewed. It's asking about, of course, Miro, of course, formerly known as Rusev, debuted in AEW. All the things he should have caused more havoc in WWE before he left. During his Hall of Fame podcast this week, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T shared his thoughts on Miro, formerly, of course, Rusev, making his AEW debut last week on Dynamite. Here are some highlights and, of course, a clip from, of course, the show's on here if you want to go back and listen to it. Booker T on Miro's AEW debut. Booker T says, yeah, man, of course, it was a big surprise to everybody. Will he make an impact? Of course, man. I really think he'll make an impact because he was making an impact in WWE. I mean, as far as Rusev Day, Fans were getting behind him at one point. The Bulgarian brute when he first came when he first came over. Uh, Lana, Crush, you know, he had a lot of momentum going right there. So definitely, I think he could be an asset to the company. And just arriving, arriving the way he did during the pandemic times right now, people not expecting to see big money players get shifted around or anything. And boom, he shows up. On where Miro might, might have missed the boat, Booker T says, so yeah, it's definitely going to be good for him. It's going to be good for the company, but it's going to serve. But is it going to serve him well? I think so. One thing I think he missed the boat on, you know, is just me going to AEW. You know, boom, jab at WWE. That's all right, but I just think, man, if you want to really, really add fuel to the fire, you you know what I mean. You want to start to really, really shine bright, and you can start causing havoc, havoc before you leave. Before you leave the company, I always say, if they fire me at work, I'm breaking something on the way out. You know what I'm saying? Making noise. Somebody doesn't. Somebody don't want to sign me immediately. Then I come in and get them really talking, major noise, and just going all the way over the top. You know, so a moment was missed for you young guys. There's a moment you only get it once, and then at that, and then that moment, poof, is gone forever. It's like a miracle. It just disappears. So if you want to check out, like I said, the, want to check out Booker T's podcast. Of course, on this, if you please go ahead and. Uh, you can, there's a link on there's a, a link to, of course, to that if you want to check that out. And one more quick wrestling story before we cut out here for the evening, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, it's this time with what I was talking about, about Miro, of course. Well, of course, form, formerly known as...
One more quick story before we cut out here. Linus, Jimmy Thomas posted this story here yesterday as Linus says she will quit social media if getting cyberbullied. Lana has had it with people giving her hate on social media and has threatened to shut her, her and Miro's social media accounts if, if it doesn't stop. The WWE star posted to her Twitter account knowing that the videos that she posts from TikTok to her Instagram get constant hate and cyberbullying and that for her household's mental health, she'll turn off all of her social media accounts and Miro will do the same. Here is her, here's what she has said. It's crazy to see me that see me that I can post a video on my Instagram and get so much hate and cyberbullying comments, and then at Nat by Nature can post the exact same video and everyone say it's the best TikTok ever. It's the same video that I made. Why are you such bullies to me? While you keep coming to me in cyberbullying ways, the entire household of at to be Miro and my social medias will be turned off. Mental health is the most important. Cyberbullying can really affect someone's mental health. Please have respect and stop cyberbullying me. And of course, uh, uh, Lana posted this uh, today on her Twitter account. Is of course, well, she actually posted both of these on her on her Twitter accounts here today. So apparently, like I said, apparently it's, it does seem kind of odd that you know that if if of course her her uh, uh, her of course her current partner Natalia can post posted something that that her and Natalia both came out with then one then one world is, is Lana the one getting the uh, getting the uh, um, getting getting the slack for it I mean I I don't get it either so I mean I have to definitely agree with Lana's assessment here on this this here in this case on that note ladies and gentlemen we're gonna go ahead and close it down here for just Closing down here for the time being this evening. Thank you very much for listening to episode 220 of WWS Outside Groups. As always, be sure to check out all of our groups, of course, on Facebook, including, of course, Entertainment Cavalcade, Sports Roundup, also our tribute groups to the late Don Rickles and the late Johnny Carson, also our tribute group to Whose Lines It Anyway, and also the Power Rangers, also Motor Week Retro Review, Cars of the Past, also, of course, uh, WWS Movie Channel, as well as, of course, WWS Location of Animation, uh, Game Show Alley, as well, of course, some classic game show moments. Also, of course, check out Women of WWS for our female uh, for our female wrestling fans. Some great women's matchups here from WWE and, of course, uh, and, and and other sources. Also, the Video Vault, where we have a lot of great um, uh, classic and current uh, wrestling matches here from from, of course, from from back in the 70s and 80s all the way up to up to till today. Also, also of course, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out all of our past episodes of our all of our shows here in the radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. Of course, there are links up right now for Revolution, for Wolfpack, for Raw Radio, also for Outside the Ropes, as well as of course WWS Wrestling Profile. So, if you want to check all that out, be sure to of course be sure to of course do so. Um, also, check out other. Ep- Past episodes of some of our other shows that are currently not being that are currently not up right now, but hopefully we can get those shows back up and going here very very soon. <clears throat> but of course, don't forget coming up here and coming up here in about a little more than 30 minutes. Don't forget WWS Wrestling Debate at eight o'clock. One four one. I'm sorry, one three nine nine two five pound. 
And of course, at nine o'clock, episode eight eighty-seven of Revolution one three eight zero five five pound. Of course, we will talk about the results of tonight's AEW and also tonight's NXT here as well. Plus, are your wrestling uh, more wrestling news and views, and also uh, your wrestling history and birthdays here, of course, for today. <clears throat> but the, but of course, also don't continue once again. Of course, check out OVWUS Vendetta in the Valley if you, of course, want to become a big part of. Uh, of course, of the of the current voting right now for seven for seven brand new OVW US uh, trivia championship belts. Who do you think from the folks we have listed? Of course, who do you think you should pick up that championship belt? There's still plenty of time to do so. You haven't you have about two weeks, but till two weeks from today, uh, September the 30th, of course, to uh, to of course to, to vote. So if you want to, be sure to join OVW US at Facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash OVWUS Valley Vendetta. And of course, like I said, be sure to put in your, put in your, uh, your vote now for who do you think should be, of course, um, should be, should be the ones to pick up that particular championship belt, of course, here in, like I said, and of course our, our Ohio and our group dedicated to Ohio Valley Wrestling. So folks, take care and God bless you folks. We'll be back here at 630 next Wednesday evening for our next edition of WSWUS Outside the Ropes. Until then, Mr. WSWUS, Chad Hinshaw, saying Outside the Ropes, of course, episode 220 is a broadcast of the WSWUS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, five years older, continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection. Take care and God bless your folks. Remember, of course, our, our Mr. Mr. WSWS's three rules to live by here uh, of course, in dealing with the pandemic, uh, keep yourself clean, keep your hands clean, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, say a whole lot of prayers. Uh, of course, we will we will fight this and we will get by, but we always stay strong no matter what. Take care and God bless, folks. Since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WCW US Radio Network. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let us go ahead. Let us go ahead here and, of course, uh, play some more, of course, of our opening theme tonight, which is an extended version of the original theme to the classic Nickelodeon game show, Double Dare. Take care and God bless you, folks. Have a great evening. We'll talk at you later on Revolution.
Bless folks. We'll be back on Revolution at 9 o'clock. This is WSWS Radio Network.